Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. It is episode 107, the first episode we're recording here in the year of 2024, the year of our Lord, Lainey Wilson. And we do have our first guest, Miss Gracie Carroll. What's up? Hello. (laughs) So we had a false start and we had to start over, but that's perfectly on par with this because it's not the first time I've messed up one of our episode starts. Hey, no, that's fine. Welcome to the first episode of the year. Welcome to the first episode that uh, we're videoing, which I'm now very conscious of how awkward I look. Oh, no, we're all awkward. (laughs) But thank you so much for having me on as the first video guest. This is awesome. Okay, I start every episode the same way. And uh, this being the first episode of 2024 is the exact same. So I ask everybody how we met. Now, Uh I remember, I think... But do you remember how you and I met? It, I mean, it was a Nashville tour stop. It sure was. Event, wasn't it? It was. That's where you meet most of your people, right? Mm-hmm. Back at Belcourt I mean, Taps, R.I.P. Belcourt Taps, that's exactly where it was. The, they just had their two-year closing anniversary, which I can't believe it's been two years since it's closed. Two years? Two years. Two years. We've we've been around the sun twice since it closed. You mean a year ago, <laughs> it was already closed a year it feels like it was like uh, six weeks ago. Like, <laughs> we've got Alex Amato producing now. Uh, we, we've in the past just sent our stuff to Alex, but we've got Alex live in the house right now. Hi, Alex. Who's up, Alex? He's waving. We ought to get you a microphone so you can chime in. He should. You should have one like here and there. <laughs> like, say stuff. He's also wearing a Lucas Carpenter dog uh, swag shirt. It's amazing. I don't remember Lucas's dog's name, but I should have. I say I should have. I. I should, I guess, inform everyone. Oh, Keanu. Renu. Right. That's pretty. Oh, Keanu. (laughs) So last year I got a dog named Phyllis, and over the break I did unfortunately have to rehome my dog at my veterinarian's uh, recommendation. So we are no longer welcoming people to Casa de Phyllis, which sucks. Oh, Aaron, that breaks my heart. Oh, it breaks my heart too. I was was one of the people who... Almost took you her. did offer <laughs> to take Phyllis. I did. No, but that was after I, I think I had missed your your message by like a day because I had went to the uh wags and mm-hmm. walks, I yeah. think is what it was. And I saw this dog there, I was gonna go adopt him. He was the cutest little thing. I thought I vibed with him, you know. And I don't really do that. I won't go out and like right. wanna go just buy, get a dog, you know. But I saw this dog. What's your dog you have right now's named? Malibu. Malibu. That's a good name for a dog. Mally. We call her Mally Aww. for short. But th- that's my roommate's dog. Mm-hmm. So she's not really <gasps> oh, my so dog. Oh, it's not actually your dog. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I want to go get a dog. Oh, okay. Yes. And so when I went, it had just gotten adopted right before I got there. And then Aaron texted me. He <laughs> saw, I posted about it on my story and he said, like I need a rehome Phyllis like (laughs) if you need a dog if you want a dog please let me know and so we were in talks about doing it but he also offered um another family before me and they met and they ended up taking her they ended up taking her it's a family over in East Nashville that had the fenced in backyard and the yeah grown-up job salary and everything something that she definitely needs for her life yeah she was having a lot of health issues and everything so 
it was it wasn't related to like I can't afford to keep my dog. <laughs> but yeah. the vet told me that a lot of her health issues were becoming like is extrapolated the right word? They were being yeah. they're exacerbated. That's the one I was looking for. Oh. They're being exacerbated <laughs> by being in her crate too much. And right. the vet basically said it's like she's suffering in her crate because of your work schedule. And I was like, harsh. That's so sad. It's like And you know it, and it's good that you did it because yeah. of your good heart that you have. You're like, I need to get her to a better home where she can go play totally. and but nice we know. will no longer be welcoming people to Casa de Phyllis, but I do have a painting Phyllis. of her under my uh, lamp here in the corner. There's literally uh, a dog. Painted by uh, oh. Little Lion Pet Portraits, our friend uh, Becca Tremel, who we've had on the <gasps> podcast a couple of times. Becca Tremel painted Becca that. Becca did that? That's she's, amazing. She's very talented. Yeah. So if anybody wants a portrait of their animal painted, Becca Tremel at Little Lion Pet Portraits will paint a photo oh of, your, uh, of your beloved. Becca, I want one, and I don't even have a pet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we got off topic a little bit. Yes, we did. Belcourt? We were talking about Belcourt. Wow. I could talk wow. about dogs all day. It though. really is the first episode of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Belcourt. So that was the first place that we met. Uh-huh. And it was through. What do you remember about old school Belcourt? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I actually would never really even go there unless it was for a writer's round. Mm. And, you know, okay, so I have to say this. So I heard about Nashville Tour Stop while I was in college. Okay. You went to school at Belmont. At Belmont. Um, and that was through 2015 to 2019. And I think that's around when you started it I up. started it at Belcourt in 2018. Yes. Okay, so. So it would have right, been your junior year. Yes. So as it started up. I think, I mean, it was just like the talk of the town. Um, I it mean, it th- still is. It was a thing. But it was the talk of the town. And I was just at that point getting started to co-write with a mm-hmm. lot of people. Because, um, I, I mean, I grew up writing songs by myself and getting into Nashville. Were you not a songwriting major? No, I was commercial voice. Okay, gotcha. So I would still try to get with songwriters gotcha. and songwriting majors while I was at Belmont. Because I was a voice major, so oh, okay. I, and I'd still write songs, but I just wasn't a songwriting major. Um, but because of that, I knew so many people who were involved in the songwriting community, right. and they were like, "Nashville Tour Stop, Nashville <laughs> Tour Stop, it's at Belcourt Taps," and that's where you guys started, right? Every Sunday night. Every oh my, that's right, that's right. It was. A, I think the Sunday night was like their worst night of the week. And they gave me Sunday because they're like, it can't get worse. (laughs) And (laughs) when I invariably, like, I started only doing 6 to 8 o'clock. And then the person who hosted the 8 to midnight show quit. And Uh they didn't quit with, like, notice. They just were like, hey, I'm done. We're not doing this anymore. And the woman who owned Belcourt called me one day. She's like, hey, so I know your show tonight is from 6 to 8. But can you also book everything else tonight? Wow. And that was when the 6 to Midnight Tour Stop show started was basically because I did a fire sale, what I call the fire sale of like, I have to fill 16 slots tonight. Who can play? And you we did that it. in and we one day? One day we filled the entire show and they were like, okay, you can do this in one day. Imagine <gasps> what you can do with like time to plan. And then it just became the whole 6 to Midnight every week. That's really cool. It was fun. I have a lot of nostalgia attached to that bar because like that was my early 20s and God Mm -hmm. sang the words, 
my early twenties make me barf. I turned thirty last year, and like it's happening. Like I also told wow. Alex, our producer, that uh, one of my interns called me Mister Shilb. I'm like we in the barf. It's like I don't know that? what about the dude wearing uh, what are they Stan Smith Adidas or Converse sell, uh, says that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm Mister mm. Shilb. Please contact Mr. Shilb for any NTS inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give off That's big weird. Mr. Shilb vibes. Not at all. I give off big like, what's up, bro? A-A-Ron. Mr. Shilby. <laughs> like, way better. It was a weird like dynamic shift to realize, like, ah, oh, crap. I'm, wow. I grew up a little bit. I mean, as you're getting older, you keep meeting younger people, too. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> nowadays, when I have to book kids who just moved to Nashville, they were born in 2006. What? Yeah. Freshmen no. at Belmont were born in 2000. No, wait. Is that right? That's right. 2024, the year of our Lord, Laney Wilson, minus 18. The year of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> That's insane to think about. But there's, I have so much nostalgia attached to Belcourt because it was like mm-hmm. my youth was spent there. And I hate to even, t- sorry, grandma, grandpa, I know you're listening. It's like my youth <laughs> was spent in a bar slash music venue. Yeah. But my gosh, it was the most fun I'd ever had in my life because I didn't have like a fun college experience. Where'd you go to college? I went to the University of Missouri. That's where I graduated from. Mm. But I transferred schools three times and changed majors four times. How did you end up in Nashville? I visited one time and I was like, mm, music, awesome, let's move there. And I love that. Yeah. And that's exactly what I, everybody does too, I think. When they visit yeah. this town, they're like, whoa, music, so yeah, like, let's go. Like I had that like moment because I was visiting a friend of mine who was interning at Pearl, the drum company. Oh. And he had to work during the day. And I was like, what is there to do at 11 a.m. on a Thursday? And he's like go watch music yeah on broadway and i was like hmm all right <laughs> so i awesome. went and watched music at the tin roof on broadway and there was just a dude playing songs at 11 a.m and i was like i want nothing else with my life like, wow so that's, that's literally exactly why what i, moved I here. said that's really cool yeah like there's no other place in the world where you can go watch music at 50 places no at 10 or like those broadway shifts start at 10 a.m don't they 10 a.m 10 a.m. You played on Broadway for a while, right? I played on Broadway. And the the only reason, well, it's not the only reason, but the big reason. This isn't an expose. You don't have to give all the dirty little secrets. Oh, but why I was there. Right. Is because kind of the same thing as you, how you got there. You went there. You were on Tin Roof. You saw these bands. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm moving here. When I was... I don't know. I I think I was like eight years, seven or eight years old. I would come to visit Nashville as a kid. Like this was my vacation spot. This was fun. Love Nashville. Like even as a kid. Yeah. It was the best thing. We called it, we called it the bands in the windows, you know, and and my parents would take me on Broadway and we'd walk down on Broadway. And this wasn't when it was like bachelorettes everywhere. Like before it became insane. Broadway. Yes, it was strictly just if you wanted to play music, you would go to Broadway to get your start. And that was like the only idea in my head that I had. Right. Like back as a when kid. it might when you might have been able to play the Tootsie circuit and get like discovered doing that. Yeah. Because it wasn't a giant tourist destination the way it is now, because that would have been ten years ago, right? Yes. Or, gosh, I don't you you're twenty six. <laughs> so long. I now. had to say it the same way that I said it earlier. But so long. <laughs> 
I mean, I've been, that's, that's crazy that you're saying like 26 years old. I've been visiting Broadway's for 20 years now. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy, right? To say that I've been best friends with a friend of mine from childhood for 25 years. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I made fun of my dad for. And I was like, yeah. oh, you've been best friends with Dan for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> You're old. And I'm like, oh, crap. No, you like, can say that too. I've been best friends with Matt since 1995. <laughs> like, ugh. Whoa. <laughs> no, and that, but that's what makes it cool about just Nashville in general. Because you get so many people who can say that. Right. And then you have friends from like all over in years past who are still here and you're like, that's my good bud and you still make music together. Like that's that's what's really cool about this the, town. I don't want to call it insidery, but it's just like it's such a small town. Like everyone yeah. I know it's such a cliche at this point to call Nashville a small town. But <laughs> it really is. It is I mean, there's so many people here, but because it's a small town, you know everybody. Yeah. The music industry is pretty small. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, sure, there's probably thousands of people here, like, trying to make it. But as far as people, I don't want to call us, like, any kind of... I don't want to make it sound like we're better than everybody. But, like, every group has their, like, bubble, and we all rise through the ranks together. Oh, yeah. And then I feel like our class of musicians are, like, we're, like, juniors in high school. Like, someone's getting ready to... Yeah. Someone's getting ready to be <laughs> to <graduate>. graduated <laughs> into the next thing. Because Priscilla Block came just a little bit before me, and I'm, now she's freaking huge. So big. And that's from TikTok, too. Yeah. Like that changed the game. Totally. 100% it did. There's a lot of people who have played at Tour Stop, too, who ha- haven't, like, they just came into town, they played at Tour Stop, then they start doing the TikTok stuff, and they, they'll blow up. Blow up. And you'll see those people just, like, go from playing Belcourt to big touring stages. Taylor Gale. In, insane. You yes. know, did you ever play with her? No. She, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. A B C D E F U. She was one of ours. She played oh, the Alley so Tap cool. shows. Like that's crazy to me. She's opening for Taylor Swift and Pink and playing the same sets that these bands like Heim yeah. are playing. And I'm like, how cool is that? Those those you girls are ours. Those people are our class. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Priscilla did too. Mm-hmm. Who else? Erin Kinsey. Yep. I think she she's did some huge. stuff with you too. She's awesome. She has great stuff. We should great just call stuff. this the Nashville Blowing Up Our Friends podcast. Yeah, let's see who blows <laughs> up. We'll help you get their podcast. <laughs> if you come on this podcast, you'll blow up. We're going to. Guaranteed. Or just we brag about our friends. <laughs> yeah. I guess I kind of do that we'll, too. We'll talk about our friends all yeah, day long. But like one of the people who has played Tour Stop a ton that I feel like is just now starting to get recognized. Not just now get recognition but is getting like the notoriety for it is mm-hmm. ryan larkins right Ra- yes ryan larkins the king of country music he's so oh my good. god like he's- i was on stage with him the night he debuted the song like we were playing the bridge bar at the renaissance hotel downtown no kidding and it was me my old bandmate ryan larkins and somebody else and there were eight people there and he's like Ladies and gentlemen, I wrote this song this afternoon with a couple of friends of mine, and <laughs> we really like it a lot. That's so And then cute. he played this song, and I was just like, oh, God, I'm not good enough to be in this town. Stop <laughs> it. Because that's one of the songs that he just released, but like he's opening for Priscilla Block on her headline tour now. So cool. And it's like people like that are in this town, the ones where you hear a song, and you're like, my life has changed forever because mm-hmm. I heard... The thing that came out of your brain. That's so cool. 
it's just like stepping stones. Mm -hmm. It's the fact of, okay, like I did this now, like, what do I do? What do I take this as and make it into something greater? Yeah. How do I get to the next thing? Yeah. And sometimes people don't know how to do that. Like they don't know how to get over that step or like take that hunch and just make it into something more. They're still stuck on what that was. Mm -hmm. And that's why some people I think are one hit wonders. Right. They like don't go past that. How do and we, it's the how fact do we, of I like, don't know either they don't, don't know how or they don't how. want to don't want to or they just like live on what they already right. created. It's like those seniors in high school who graduate and then they're 45 years old and they're still talking about how Joe landed the touchdown at the big homecoming game. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. did you never have anything better happen after you were 18? <laughs> like, like, cool, you did that. But what else have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, so you cool. moved here in 2015, you said. Yes. So what what was your background in music before you had moved here? Because you said you had been <laughs> doing it for a while. Oh, yes, I have. Okay, so did you start like children's choir in church growing up? That's where I got my start. Um, It's so weird to me when people actually ask me this question because music is literally that thing that I just never stop thinking about. Right. And it's just a part of me. It's you don't remember a time when you didn't have it. Yeah, I don't remember one time at all in my life where I never had it. It's the Mm -hmm. first thing that I ever heard. Like, I listened to it and I picked up and I just felt it in my body. Country music, to be exact. (laughs) I love country music. Grew up on it, like... Um, 90s country, older, like, I mean, it's, it's the best in right. my opinion. 90s I country still is like cream of top, the crop the country top. music. Like Alan Jackson. Oh my Lord. Here That's in the my real guy. world. Uh, talk. Here that was just listed on one of the, I forget what publication it was, but it's like one of the 50 saddest country songs of all time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. But I still want to go have. I want to listen to it because it gives me feelings. Oh, my gosh. No, and I love it. And that's the kind of stuff that I grew up on and also why I would visit Nashville when I was Mm -hmm. a kid because that's what my parents listened to. Right. And so I just, like, they came to Nashville for vacation for themselves and they just took us along for the heck of it (laughs) because I'm a triplet. So what? You're a triplet? Yeah. What? There's three of me. Alex, did you know that? Wow, Um, this is, okay, podcast (laughs) exclusive. You're a triplet? I'm a triplet. I've known you for this long and I didn't yeah. know that you were a triplet. I thought you knew that. I, I could be. So my my sisters are named Katie and Jade. Which I, I which, could be Katie. Are you the oldest, the middle, I or the youngest? I could be Jade right now. Um, two, two I'm the middle. Girls, You're one the boy. Middle. Oh, sorry. That totally derailed me. You're a triplet. I'm blown away. Yes. This is why I love doing this, though, because you learned I've so known much you for so long people. and I literally didn't know that you were a triplet. <laughs> I'm blown you. away right now. <laughs> We're, I don't have we're anything finding that out cool. so many things about I don't each have other. anything that cool that I can talk about and be like, oh, yeah, my brothers are older than me. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> usually my fun fact. You know, like when you're in school and it's the first day and you go around and say, like, fun facts. I'm always like, I'm a triplet. I'm, I'm a triplet. I heard is, aren't triplets like me. that's pretty common, though, right? Triplets. Yeah, they can be. I mean, you're here. I mean, they're rare. You haven't met one. Have you? Well, I know there's I, the only other set of triplets I know was uh, the band Trip, and I think they broke up. Me and Alex were talking mm, about that earlier. Trip, Trip, I remember them? T R I P P P. That's yeah, I remember them. Yeah, the band Trip. That's but I, I did know them. a set of quadruplets. Ooh, ooh I grew up one with more them. than I uh, went to high school and junior high with them. It was uh, Alex, Andy, Audra, and uh, the other one. 
Mahadra. That's 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 the a full one. name. The other one. The other one. The other one. I don't remember. I like the, that name. But yeah, it was Alex and Andy were my friends growing up. Brian? No, not it doesn't matter. Andy Flanagan, if you're watching, I remember you, bud. But. Like quadruplets, I've known that once, yeah, but that's tri- really cool. Wow, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Triplets, um, <laughs> triplets. No, but I I grew up as a triplet, so anywhere that my parents would go vacation, they took us because they could never find wow. a, like a sitter. Do you have other siblings out. outside of the triplets? Uh, I have an older sister. Okay, gotcha. As well, but she's twelve years older. Than Holy us. crap! <laughs> yeah, so she was always like helping out my parents. Gotcha. They each had a, had a kid to Have you to ever watch. watched uh, Parks and Recreation? Yes, love that show. So Leslie and Ben have triplets. Oh my gosh, that's Leslie right. Leslie and Ben have yes. triplets. And I forget what their doctor's name is, but uh, is it Dr. Saperstein? Yes, that's totally so. the name. But he's like, well, usually when women become of a certain age, they have what's called a going out of business sale. And that's why they start having triplets i'm like mm. so <laughs> yeah. if maybe after 12 years if your older sister maybe that's what happened you might as well just get it all done at one time <laughs> <laughs> so was it a crowded house growing up or do you really remember much oh, about your sister my gosh aaron <laughs> we grew up we never moved once okay and my parents bought the house they lived in and they never never moved once so we, it, and it wasn't like it wasn't a big house it wasn't a really small house but we did only have one bathroom one bathroom for six people? Six people. And um, my dad was the only guy, too. So he he was, bless his little heart. There's no <laughs> he way he didn't go into the in backyard to the pee longest, sometimes. Um, he maybe did. <laughs> he maybe did. I don't even know. But the bathroom line was always ridiculous. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. You grew up I in Cincy? Cincy lived there my whole life. In that one little house up mm-hmm. until I moved to Nashville. So why did you decide that music was something you wanted to pursue more seriously? Oh, yes, music. Like when you were getting into high school and you're like, oh, this is a ton of fun. Were you in a band or anything? So, um, Yeah, well, kind of. Um, well, like I was saying earlier, like music was like the thing that I just fell in love right. with. But I was always that kid that wanted to do everything. I wanted to prove to everyone that I could do anything you <laughs> tell me. Like if. I was always like, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. And truthfully, it pretty much happened that way, I think. Because, I, I mean, I, I wanted, I played softball. I played volleyball. I was on student oh, council damn. executive board. I was on, I was the vice president for drama club. I did. <laughs> like, I you wanted to do. You were an overachiever. Not an overachiever, but I wanted to show everybody that I could do it. And I think I was it was. I was the opposite of you. Really? I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you have this whole business. Uh, like, here I am now. You're a, you're an achiever. Seventeen year you're old Aaron had the aspiration to be a rock star. Period. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I mean, now that you like, you know what you wanted to do, which is so cool. And I think I was the same way. I wanted to show everybody what I could do and just do everything. I also drew. I loved drawing. I could mm-hmm. paint. I just loved it all. But there there came to a time in high school. It just comes back to around like how I got into music where my mom was like, right. you need to pick something. Be decisive. And Choose one thing. Yes. Stick with it. And, and it was costing her a lot of money too. like <laughs> there were three of us trying to do something You're in like, high Thanks, school. Mom. Like, Thanks, yeah, Dad. Sorry, real. we're expensive. Like I kid you not. There was a there was a, a show in high school junior year. 
um, I was still playing softball. I quit volleyball at the time. I was, I was playing softball, though, and I was in a, a theater show at the same time. And I had a softball game that was away, but also a, a show that same night. <laughs> and I went to go play the game, played the softball game. We won. We drove back ran to the show and it was already going the show was already it started oh no but i ran there i i ran and i threw my <laughs> my uniform off i put my my costume on and i kid you not like it was one of those moments where i ran on stage and i made my part just like that like right on time and that, that then that's why my mom was like okay pick this one this is giving me so much anxiety right now thinking <laughs> about that moment of like driving to the gig and you're like i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it I'm oh i was like am gonna i gonna make it. make it on time am i gonna be able to do it do i need to get my understudy like going like what am i gonna do oh my but god but it ended up working out and um so were you in the coolest uh, part of my musical my theater life. or regular theater i did all of it all i of did it. just regular acting i did shakespeare shows um, musical theater was huge for me, though. Me too. I, really? I was a thespian. Yeah, me too. Look at <laughs> us. High five. <laughs> um, and uh, so I ended up picking theater. And from there, I knew that theater was really cool and something that I loved. And mm-hmm. uh, musical theater, to be exact, I uh, actually auditioned to a couple of colleges to go into really? musical theater. Um, but all in all, it really came back around to what I truly love, like deep inside of me. And I think what made me pick to be able to want to be an artist instead of do theater was because I wanted to show everybody who I am mm-hmm. authentically on stage instead, instead of, of somebody else. Yeah. I get that. And, um, and th- I mean, just performing on stage as myself has been the most amazing time did you ever get to have one of those i call them watershed moments and i guess that's not a that's not an errant thing like did you ever have one of those big moments where you're like holy shit like this this is the thing because mine yes. was at a venue called the blue note when my band in high school played the blue and, note in the blue note in columbia missouri oh yeah i'm sure there's lots of there's them there's lots of them but we played this show and it was a battle of the bands and we had a 45 minute set and like in my brain, there were 200 people there and it probably was not that many people. But in my brain, like this was the coolest thing I'd ever done because so I had cool. never recorded music before. Nothing, Spotify didn't exist yet. Uh-huh. And my friends just knew our songs because they had seen us play in like talent shows at school and they'd right. come watched us in the church parking lot shows. And like they saw that and they came to this show and they were singing along and I was like, I was, I, I, it was like this out of body experience oh, wow. where I was just like, I'm watching myself watch my friend sing things that I wrote. And I was like, there's never been another option. Literally, that is an amazing feeling. So, what was yours? Okay. <laughs> there was a, there's a lot of times where I, I could say I had my moment. Um, for example, I was also in. Not a band, but a duo growing up. Okay. With, we were talking about me being a triplet. What were you called? So one of my sisters didn't enjoy singing. I mean, she did. She liked singing, but she wasn't like, this is not right. my job. I'm not doing this. Um, so she was kind of not a part of that. But uh, one of them was. Jade was. Katie wasn't. Katie was like her own little like artsy girl. She studied fashion. That's uh, cool. Business. And Jade, she also loved music and singing and playing. And so we 
got together, my my sister Jade and I, and we created a band. We were called Two Thirds. <laughs> Because <laughs> the other one didn't sing in, you know, two thirds, which was genius. Like, how awesome genius. of a band name is that <laughs> for triplets? Um, and so we actually moved to Nashville together. Does she um, still live here? She doesn't anymore. She started doing her own thing. But we were a band for all the way up until I think our, my sophomore year of college oh, is wow. when we quit. Um but that could doing stuff with her all throughout living in Cincinnati before I moved to Nashville, we would do stuff at coffee shops and write together and just like, you know, do things. Did you do like your favorite duo. cover songs or something? Yeah, we, we would do that. We would do a lot of cover songs cool. together um, and we'd play there and here um, and do stuff a lot. But I would say outside of that, I had a, I had a lot of moments, but outside of that, uh, I had a really cool opportunity as well. My first job was a um, live music entertainer at an amusement park in Cincinnati. Cool. Uh, at what 16. was it called? Coney Island. Coney Island. And it's so Heard sad it. because they're closing. Didn't they, they just, just close? In, they're, yeah, they're closing. Yes, right now. R.I.P. So sad. I mean, that's been open for years mm -hmm. years but it's really cool that i got to put my name to be a part of it and i performed there for three summers wow. and sang i danced i acted um and it actually like doing all that stuff led me to this where there was this i think it was the summer of 2014 mm -hmm. keith urban was touring doing a summer tour that that summer called the raise em up tour i believe okay um, and that was a song with uh, Eric Church. I don't know if you remember. That's dope. Raise him up. But um, he was going around that, that year uh, looking for girls to sing his song, We Were Us. No way. With him. Because Miranda wasn't on tour and that was a part of the the album. So he mm -hmm. was going to sing it. But he was trying to figure out ways to play that song on the tour. And what he did was every city he would go around asking radio stations to help him out to find a girl in that around in that, that area who would want to sing with him. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. So I sent in a video last minute. I was so scared. I didn't want to do it. And it just so happened. I brought up the um, entertainment thing when I sang and, mm -hmm. and did shows with them because we we sang that song in our show. Oh, gosh. So that whole summer, I was <laughs> like, you guys, he's coming. He's looking for a girl to sing this song that it's we me. do. <laughs> and it just so happened that the performance, the entertainment area that we were singing at next door was the venue he was playing. At. Oh, like God. this day, it was the same parking lot and everything. So I was just like, we could just walk right over. Let's go and do it. And so I ended up sending in a video literally the night of it was due. So I was like, they're not going to pick me. But <laughs> the last I submission. get a call the next day. I, wow. I sent it in probably midnight that <laughs> night. And the next day I get a phone call from Keith Urban's team. And I know oh I was like, what? <laughs> Who is this? And they were like, hey, Keith loved your video. He would love to sing with you. That's awesome. Um, will you please like join us? And How many people this did concert you sing in was front probably, of? Um, I think there were 20,000 people shit. <laughs> there. 
and it was awesome. Like I spent, it was like two days after that phone mm-hmm. call. So I was like preparing. I was like, You're like oh my what God. am I going to wear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I got to spend literally the whole day acting like I was like a touring artist. Like I felt like, honestly, I felt like God put this in my, in the moment for me at that time to show me like, this is what you need to do. This is your purpose. Figure out how to get there. And like, you'll do it. I bet you can do it. And so ever since that day, like, I mean, I met all the people from Nashville for the first time ever. I had never been around music industry people, Mm -hmm. like business people before like that. Um, I got to eat lunch with like all the bands and stuff. Did you get to practice with him before? Yeah, we did sound check and he hung out like he smells so good to you guys. (laughs) He is the best smelling person I've ever smelled in my whole life. And like, not to be weird, but if you have the chance to smell him, <laughs> if you have the chance you, to smell Keith Urban, do you it. should. <laughs> he smells amazing. <laughs> Who I would love to do that again, wow. Keith. Okay, yours is way better than mine. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, so like that was the complete moment where I was singing on stage with him, and and I for real was like, this is my <laughs> this is the only option. I have nowhere else I want to go. This oh is my it. god. <laughs> yeah. So that was like, I think that was right after, after I did that, I moved to Nashville. Wow. Well, that's a perfect place to take a break. <laughs> Let's take a quick commercial message and we'll be right back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. gentlemen welcome back to the nashville tour stop podcast episode 107 featuring gracie carroll the first of the year of our lord laney wilson 2024 gracie thank you for coming and joining us in the house today (laughs) i'm pumped i'm happy to be here this is awesome i i keep thinking about like how it's taken too long to get so many of my really close friends on the podcast and then i also start thinking like do i i there's no way i have 107 friends is there 107 episodes? You are the 107th the episode. You have 107 friends. This is bonkers to think <laughs> about. I'm like, there's no there's no way that's real. There's no way that's real. And then I start going through it and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're my friend. Yeah, you're my friend. Wow. Yeah, you're my friend. You're not my friend. Yeah, you're my friend. <laughs> have you had any repeating guests? I've had repeated guests. Alex, Alex has been is over on, there like me. Alex, the producer, has been on four. <laughs> you've been on five times. <laughs> 105 times You're actually his, yeah pretty close he's got yeah. <laughs> i think you have appeared as a guest more than anyone else um sean livingston has been on i believe four episodes becca trimmel has been on twice john holier has been on a couple of times but it is weird to think about how so many people who i would consider to be my friends and who i see in a quasi-regular basis i've never been like well i should have gracie on the podcast sometime but instead, in my brain, I'm just like, let's have Alex Amato again. Let's drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to hang, you know. If, if they can't hang, then that's not fun. Okay, let's talk about that. I had a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, but I want to talk about the hang. <laughs> uh-huh. So me and Brandon Ellis have talked about that, and I know that you know about it, and Alex knows about it, but there's this thing in Nashville. This, I don't want to say unspoken because we're talking about it, <laughs> but it's like, the hang is more important than the music sometimes. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Because there's people who have good music, but mm-hmm. if you're a douche, 
People don't want to work with you. People don't want to work with you. People don't want to be around you. That whole holier than thou thing, people don't vibe with. Yeah. And you're right. If you're a good hang, it'll get you into more places than a lot of things will. You're right. Like, go with, if, if sometimes the hang thing, though, like, it can get to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I'm not a good hang? What if they don't want to hang with me? Because I'm the bad hang. Yeah, am I the bad hang? Like, do they want to hang with me? I've had that imposter syndrome thing come up before, that soul-crushing anxiety. It's like, I don't have any friends. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I bet you, I bet everybody thinks about that, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All all of us do. Most of the time, I mean, I, like, I've hung out with you guys Mm -hmm. a lot. Like, I know how you're going to be. But if I were to come in here, I've maybe met you, like, one or two times. I still would be coming in here and thinking, oh, my gosh. I hope I'm a good hang. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I hope, hope they like have a me. good time being around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there are, I mean, there are times where I'm like, I, I know for a fact that I'm not the good hang in this, in this group. Like I should not be here right now. Yeah. I, have, I can't oh, hang. I've, I've 100% <laughs> been that person where you go out with a group and you're like, I'm my, my brain's broken right now. Yeah. It's, it's that, or sometimes you just need to like shut, shut your brain off for a second because that's why you can't hang. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I can totally hang, but I just can't hang right Right now. now. Have you ever deliberately canceled plans because you're, you're just like, nope, nope, nope. Can't do it today. Oh, for yes. Yeah. You have to do that. I did that not too long ago where I canceled like three days of stuff and it wasn't it wasn't work things it was like getting lunch with a friend and it's like things i would normally want to do but instead my body's just like nope we are ordering chinese food and we're gonna watch six movies and then we're gonna sleep for 19 hours Mm -hmm. and it depends like the people who you were gonna hang out with then they they want to come hang and do that with you like (laughs) if you want to hang come over with here with me instead of what we were going to do you know yeah, I I've really in in my old age, I have really started <laughs> 30, letting 30. myself yeah hit that big three zero man. <laughs> I I've really started letting myself chill out more. Good. Like I went out last weekend. I and went out. I went out. Like we d- I did Village Pub in East Nashville. Then I did Up Down afterwards, and then I did Red Door to close. And it was like <laughs> that is going out. That's hilarious. I, I went out. And that's that's what college kids would do on a regular Saturday regular night. Regular Saturday. Ma- maybe weekend. I have been Every banking up last that. weekend for six months. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saving up the energy to spend it for two days. <laughs> now you have to actually schedule when you're going to go out. out. <laughs> because now that I'm 30, going out doesn't just involve the night before. It involves the entire day leading up so that I can drink water <laughs> and make sure that I eat correctly before I go yeah. out. And then it's the going out. And then it's the next day where my body's just like, you are stupid. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's the in the hangovers as you get into your 30s. Uh, are you kidding me? My hangovers got really bad around age 28. Uh, like, so you got a couple, I got, years, I got a couple, you got a couple years. years left. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like, terrible. I, sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> I remember the days when I was in college and I could drink so much with no repercussions. What happened drink, to those days? Drink half a bottle of gin and then run a 10K the next day. Oh, gee. If I have three glasses of red wine, I am no good for a day and a half. 
I every time I drink red wine too, I always get so sick. Like not just hungover, but like I get nasally. I do too. It makes me feel why. it in my sinuses. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It red wine is red wine bad for us? Red wine only one glass is good. If you only drink too much, glass. I think that's where the issue. Have is. it with an expensive dinner that makes you feel like <laughs> I did earn this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nice steak. So mm. I don't want to talk about the hang. I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your music. I want to talk about everything that you have done since you've been out of college. So I know you've released a lot of music and you, like many artists in Nashville, are really consistent about releasing on a, I don't want to call it a schedule, but like a really consistent basis. And uh, Breakup Season, one of your singles that came out in 2021, mm-hmm. favorite of mine, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a lot of success with that on TikTok, right? Oh, yeah. So um, th- that went viral in myriad ways. But can you tell us about before you went viral, what the song was inspired by and what the recording process and writing process was like? Wow. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, breakup season was. So uh, let me start off with this. I like to think of my life and I guess just like my artistry and what I want to say as an artist um, as seasons. Okay. And I think like all of us, everybody on this world is put here to change. We all need to go through change. And, um, I think that's the biggest thing that we all need to go through. And I do, I, I cope with that by writing music. And so, um, I think the very first song I put out was in 2018 and I started, uh, I did my debut stuff. I started doing, uh, the actual Nashville thing, like going to producers and making the songs and trying to figure it out because that was, I mean, that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. And, uh, I, uh, ended that little season. I think, uh, is what I'll say with a little EP. It was my first EP. It was called daydreams. Um, I put out six songs on it. I did three songs right beforehand. And then I put three songs that nobody has heard. And that was what it was on the EP. Um, and then that's when I graduated college and I was like still kind of figuring out what I wanted to do as an Mm -hmm. artist and, uh, kind of figure out what I wanted to say as an artist as well, not just sing. Um, and so I think that's where everything started really coming into, (laughs) into tune and into my life. Life started hitting. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was after I released that EP, I started writing about the stuff and, um, that's when I wrote breakup season. Mm -hmm. I had just, um, who did you write it with? I wrote that one with, um, and it it was really cool writing that song because it was like a whole absolute new, like actual life I was trying to start Mm -hmm. with. I had just got broken up with. Um, I, worked on a cruise ship for three months and that was during COVID. I so I forgot like, that you did that. I did all of that. Like I, I was going through a breakup and working on a cruise ship at the same time. Did you get and dumped while you were COVID. on the boat? Did I what? Did you get dumped while you were on the boat? Um, I got dumped right before I left for the boat. Okay. And then while I was on the boat, I guess he was like, I don't know. Like, I did you have a rebound on the on the ship? No, I purposely, fully was like, this is gonna be the time where I really find myself. And honestly, like, I don't know if you guys are spiritual or anything, but I would say like that was like a huge spiritual like awakening. Did you? did you go on Carnival or one of the like? I was big on cruise lines? Norwegian. Okay, Norwegian. Norwegian. I've cruised to Norwegian before. Have you? 
they're Back really nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're nice and fancy. You take cruises by yourself all the time, don't mm -hmm. you? I'm a big fan of cruises. They're fun. I've never been on a cruise but worked on it. You should go. Well, maybe maybe now as like somebody who's worked on one, you might not enjoy it as much. Yeah. Because you've seen behind the curtain. Yes. And I keep debating that reason if I want to go on a cruise because of that yeah. or if I want to go on a cruise because I haven't done that yet. And it'll probably be different They're than a, working on it. Hold on. They're a boatload of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Boatloads. Boatloads. Cruise loads. Cruise loads of fun. <laughs> no, I, I love it because it's just it, and it's something that I look for when I like to go vacation is isolation yeah. because in Nashville doing what we do is overstimulating. Oh, there's my gosh. too many people we know, too many places to go. And I don't want to sound like we're famous, but people <laughs> will know us if we go places. Yeah, that's where the small town. Thing yeah, the small town stuff. And. And if you go to a venue, someone might know you and they might want to talk business. And you, as a person, don't always want to work. Yeah. And when <laughs> I go on these cruises or on vacation in general, or like even when I go home, it's like, I want to go not be Aaron Schilb, Nashville tour stop. I want to go be dude. Aaron. Dude. <laughs> I want to be dude by the pool with a Corona. That sounds nice. I, I like to not... You just want to be a a Ron. I, <laughs> I want to be a a Ron. Actually, <laughs> uh, that should just be a gif. A a Ron. A a Ron. And, and then there'll be animation behind it. A a Ron. <laughs> Every time you go on a cruise, all of your emails, when people email you, you should just say a a Ron. A -A -Ron. <laughs> like that's it. That's all that will come up <laughs> when you're on my, your cruise. My email away message can just be from a a Ron. A a Ron. It'll be and like, they'll know. Aaron Schilb returns. Mr. Schilb, the intern manager, <laughs> returns. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the day when I don't have to ever think about it. But uh, I do like that isolation. But you it's worked so on a nice. cruise for only three months. Did you just do one contract for it then? I did one contract. Okay. It was supposed to be longer. I was actually going to take another contract. But since COVID, COVID. happened, uh, the cruise ship industry tanked down the hill like no more jobs for us there it's like the titanic yeah but it, it was sunk. really awesome it was so it, sorry was that was a bad joke a little afraid <laughs> of that happening because i'd never been on a ship like that before <laughs> i thought about that and i would go to like the very front of the ship too and act like i was on the, I was on the titanic so were you one really. of the like lounge performers or were you one of the like bona fide theater entertainers um I was like kind of a mixture of both. Okay. I wasn't a lounge performer, but I was um, in a country band. Cool. So I played in the barbecue restaurant that they had. Gotcha. It literally like a Broadway gig. Okay. Down in Nashville. The four hour cover sets. Yeah. It was a little, a little less, but um, it was just like that. And Were it was you so doing fun. top 40 stuff? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, and after... I got off the ship. That's when my ex was like, you know, like you're back in town. Like, let's get back together. Boo. And so I was fully like, Boo. oh, my gosh, you love me again. <laughs> like, of course, you're the only person I have eyes for. Please, like, let's get married. <laughs> so we did. And little did I know. And I don't know, like we both have our own sides of the story. But little did I know that he was still seeing other people. While I thought we were getting back together. and That's awkward. Right. And so he ended up breaking up with me um, 2020, like around this 
gosh, it still makes me angry, which I didn't think I was angry, <laughs> but talking about it now, still angry. Um, he broke up with me. Long story short. So that's when I think that's when the season ended gotcha. for that time. Um, and my EP was done. I had I had run its course. Um, and I was starting to write new songs about breakups and really kind of understanding what I wanted to do. And so right out of me coming back from the cruise ship, I wrote I wrote tons of songs on the cruise ship, too, by the way. Like, I think still the most songs I've ever written in one year was mm-hmm. that year in 2020. Wow. Insane. Um, but I had... Uh, closed that chapter and I got in touch with all these new people. Um, and I think it was time to kind of show off what I was, what I was trying to do. So I put out a song called three minutes Mm -hmm. and that song's all about women in country. It only like takes three minutes just for somebody to listen to a female in country song. I mean, any song really right. in general, but that's what that song is about. And that one was like, is it the kind of you're only three minutes away from being like, yeah. So the hook in the song is it only takes three minutes to win. Um, and it's just about like maybe like a music exec who is mm-hmm. a, a guy listening to all these artists, maybe thinking about signing somebody, but they really are just wanting to only look at all the guys in the in the catalog or whoever is being pitched right. because the guys at the time now I think it's getting a little better. It still needs a little work, especially in radio, in my opinion. But um, women in country are getting up there. Like Lainey Wilson, our Lord Savior, <laughs> <laughs> we love her so much, and I think she's changing the game for women in country. That's all something around. that I've really appreciated seeing is the growth of and the visibility of women in country yes and country music has so long just been a boys club and now people like Lainey Wilson and Kelsey Ballerini and Maren Morris and Mm -hmm. even though they're the they're the like pop flavor like kind of like yourself but like there's there's all this nuance between these artists that are finally getting seen and like it's taken too long we've been we've been sitting on good music for probably decades Decades, for sure. And it's like all these people have been getting, and I won't name names, there's all these people who have gotten recognition as a country artist, guys, that you're like, "Mm, we probably could have picked a woman who's light years better. (laughs) For real, that's actually so true. Most of the guys sound the same. I mean, they have really great songs, but it's all about really, I think, the song when it comes to guys. And it is with girls in general, but... Oh, it, you just listen to the females. Like, it's so beautiful. What they have to say is so genuine and so great for country music. Like, none of it's about a, a lot of people are missing ex- out. I say none of it's about a truck, except for, you know, <laughs> like, love like a truck. Yeah. Well, and Lainey, she's not even a new artist. Right. She's, she's been, been doing for a long this time. for years. I mean, Talk I think about she even moved. Town. Exactly. No, 10 year town for sure for her. But that's what it's taken, and that's what I keep telling myself. Did you go to the Marin Morris concert at Bridgestone Arena? It was December of 2022. But like she talked about the whole 10-year town thing and how it took her literally 10 years from when she moved to be able to play Bridgestone. It's like you hate validating the fact that it is a 10-year town, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And um, she, I loved it to death because when she played that show at Bridgestone, she took a solid minute and a half to talk about Belcourt Taps. 
That's incredible. It, oh, wow. She talked about like it was the, one of the first places she played and that's where she got her start. And I remember being in the room and just going, that's my place. That's I, I, know, I, I know that one. I know that one. I'm part of that too. I'm like, part of I that too. I did that when we were there. It's, it's like all of a sudden when a famous person like recognizes your existence and you're like. Mm. So cool. No, and she also her one thing that I remember, I just absolutely love watching the awards mm-hmm. around this town. Marin, I remember her speech when she won new female artist mm-hmm. or maybe it was female ar- artist, but it was her first year being nominated mm-hmm. and she was like, wow, this is crazy. I'm accepting this award right here, right now. Like I, a year ago, I was sitting at the bars right there on Broadway, just watching the show on TV. And like, that's so cool for people who are in this town doing that. And it's inspiring. It's so inspiring. Because we're all three minutes away. It just takes three minutes. That's exactly what it's about. We're all, I've, I've had that same idea. It's like, we're all one song away from being a, Superstar, exactly. And one song away doesn't sound like that much. Yeah, but it's also so much. That's amazing. Well, that's so good. Um, and that's well, that's why even I I brought that song up because that was like the new opening to that new season that I was Mm -hmm. bringing in. And then I had released another song. I don't write all of my songs either that I put out. I love putting out songs from songwriters mm-hmm. who don't have a chance to be able to cut, have songs being right. cut. So I would, I love to listen to songs from songwriters and if I resonate with it, like I will cut it. And so I had another song. You don't song. have to be part of the writing of it. No, I don't, I don't care. I don't have to, but it's more, it is more fun being a part of the yeah. write. Um, but I put out a song called is yet after three minutes. Um, and that one's just so beautiful. My friends Hannah Traeger and Nick Boyd mm-hmm. wrote that. Um, uh, and then this is where breakup season comes in. Because at that moment in time, I always love putting out songs. I mean, this still happens. But I love putting out songs that mean the most for me in the exact moment that I'm going through. Like whatever I'm going through at that time is the song that I want to put out. And that happens with every single song that I ever gotcha. do. So if, if I'm putting out a song, listen to it because <laughs> it's something that I'm going through at the moment. Um, but so I wrote Breakup Season was the next song that I put out after that. And it was legitimately the next song I wrote after that Is Yet song. Mm-hmm. Because that was when like I just got broken up with. I was trying to figure out my life. And I met Alex Angelo. Um, I think in that same amount of time where we got together and he was the, he was the guy that I had written probably, I think all of my songs that I released. Yeah. Since breakup season, all the songs that I have released, I've written with him That's awesome. and he's produced them. He, uh, he's also an artist in town, like so awesome. Very good. So great. But, um, we got together and I like, we like hit it off so well. I think after that, like, actually, we wrote Breakup Season, and then the next write that we got together with, because we loved Breakup Season so much, we got together pretty quick. We wrote Symptoms of You right after it. Isn't that cool? That is awesome. So Breakup Season was the song that, um, it it truly helped me be able to get through It was a cathartic experience. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was one of those where this was this was the year. This was 2021. This was the year where I was like really finding out who I am as an artist mm-hmm. and like what I like writing about and who resonates with me and like just figuring out so much. And so that was also the year where 
I was working with this company and I still kind of work with them. They're called Viralish Mm -hmm. and all they do is create videos that go viral. That is the main reason why they make videos to go viral. And so my little mind was trying to think of ways that could make videos go viral with music videos. And so we created a video with my ex-boyfriend in the car um, I was showing him the song Breakup mm-hmm. Season. And this was probably months. I think we wrote this song in January and we ended up um, teasing it and m- making content for it in July. So it had been a couple of months. Um, and after I had made that video, I woke up with two million views <laughs> on that video because people were people were so confused as to why I was showing this guy and this was before like those kind of car videos were blowing the s- up the super staged videos like super back, staged. back then yes. you could have seen this video and been like Did she actually she this act- for her, no yes for her exactly people actually thought I broke up with my ex-boyfriend in the car and like I was playing along with it for a second but then I felt so bad because I was telling people <laughs> that this guy was my ex-boyfriend who I broke up with us in the car which isn't what happened but if you want to make it go viral and believe that heck yeah guys like believe what you want like the, the staged viral. TikTok video is a soapbox I won't get onto <laughs> now but god 3 years ago that that came out like you watched it for the first time and you're like oh shit <laughs> yes like, she she did this I, it's it's crazy. That's and it's cool. Bonkers. Actually, Instagram hit harder than TikTok. It really? got like eight million on damn Instagram. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's been so weird too because that's what started it, it all. Mm-hmm. I've released so many songs since then. None of them have done as well as Breakup Season. It's still my top mm-hmm. song, especially on Spotify. It has I think it has over two million streams on Spotify alone, which is. You get eight or nine dollars for that. Incredible. Yeah. Eight or nine dollars <laughs> a month. Um, but it, so Symptoms of You is the most recent single. Correct? Symptoms of You is my most recent single I put out. And that came out right before Thanksgiving in 2023, right? Yes. OK, gotcha. Yes. Which it, it just like was also this past um, year, 2023, I think was on one of those times where I was able to bookend it and mm-hmm. I closed another season. So ever since breakup season, I worked on Broadway. The Broadway season. I was season. working Broadway. I was putting out songs. I was writing with those same people. We were creating a bunch of songs. All the singles that I put out were with those same, around like those same people um, that I wrote with. And um, I just like wanted to create all the songs that I was putting out is literally what I said before, exactly what I'm going through in my life. Um, and by in 2023, I mean, it was a crazy year for me. So I quit Broadway in 2023 around April. Um, I released a song called everybody's got one. And I did that because that was the song that helped get me through the transition and transitioning my life into something new right. because Broadway, I mean, is a whole life itself. It's, We were talking about that before we started recording about how a lot of people fall into the, I don't want to call, I did call it a trap, but it's like, it's because (laughs) all of a sudden you start making a lot of money Uh or it's like, I get to play seven days a week and it's security for the lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to leave security. Well, right. And I'm probably the poorest that I am right now I've ever been. (laughs) 
not like, I don't have a job not right sure now. Not sugarcoating it at all. I really am, but honestly, like I'm so much happier just because I came here to make music mm-hmm. for myself, not play cover songs every not night. Not to sing whiskey glasses six yeah. times a day. And there's people who come here to actually do that, do that, which is great. But I didn't, and it was draining me. And I knew what I had to do for myself yeah. to be better. And so that's why I left. Um, and it, I, you guys, it got crazy though, because when I quit, I quit, and then I thought my world was just like shattering, like. The boyfriend, my boyfriend that I had at the time, we also broke up. I quit Broadway. I was going through a breakup. I thought my life was ending. I didn't know what to do except for write music. That was like the it's only the, thing the that same, I wanted to the do. The one constant that you've always had. Yeah. And so um, as I was like, <laughs> the summer was terrible. I got roofied. You got roofied? I got roofied that summer too. Whoa. And like I had to go to the hospital. I don't remember any of this. I truly can of worms, worms everywhere. Like, no, it was insane. Like this past year, don't even like it's so much happened to me. I don't know exactly how to cope through it still. I, I'm just like talking about it and hoping that Yikes. hoping that I'll get better. You did an article with the Tennessee about, about that, didn't yes! you? Yes. Yes. We actually took some um fo- a photo shoot at Nelson's Greenbrier and yeah, that was with a, a reporter who's a friend of mine named uh, Kelly Puente. Yes. That's right. You got me in touch with them. Gosh, that's yeah, wild. That's and what it was for. It sucks that that happens and is continuing to happen. But that's a whole, that's a whole podcast series. Oh my gosh! In its for own, real. right? It is. So, symptoms of you was the most recent single. Did you uh, write and produce that with Alex Angelo as well? Yeah, Alex did that one. Um, I wrote that with him it was about the same people who did breakup season i think it was the exact same people so it was alex um mo brown i also had zach siebel if you Mm -hmm. know him and cooper baskin which he's an also also an awesome producer in town as well but we all i mean it was it's pretty cool to see how we went from breakup season to that being the first single (laughs) that was like it and then symptoms of you being my my single as well to end out 2023 and like have that bookend again because uh it's just cool it's cool to see symptoms of you i wrote what two years ago two years ago and it's just now starting to see the light of day exactly it's so fun so i know you 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 call it these seasons and uh, I, I think that you're kind of finishing up the, call it singles season. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you're putting out all of these singles. I know you're working on a new project for 2024. Uh, can you tell us anything about that? I don't want to give away the whole the whole spiel. But, I would uh, love can, to. Tell us what you can about what you're working on now. Okay. Um, so actually the single before Symptoms of You is called Heartburn. Mm-hmm. I also wrote that with Alex. And... Um, that was the first single where I was like, okay, I'm starting a new season. This is a whole new chapter in my book. I'm going to get out what I have to say. So I released Heartburn. Um, that was, you should listen to that song if you haven't. It's still one of my favorites. Um, that was kind of about just going through like what Broadway did to me and, um, being around drunk people all the time, but also like wanting to be that person who get, get puts on a good party, like mm. being a good host. Cause that's exactly what I was when I was playing on Broadway. You want to drink whiskey shots and like do what everybody else is doing. And it was just a very, very difficult thing for me to maneuver as a person. So I put that song out first. Um, and then symptoms of you 
is why I put that song out next after Heartburn because I was like, well, we wrote that forever ago and I'm wanting to like start a whole new thing. I have to put this song out. So we did that one. And after I started thinking about it, once I was doing like content and stuff for Symptoms of mm-hmm. You, I was like, this could be such a cool thing <laughs> to make a whole project about. Because I released Heartburn. Right. I released a song called Symptoms of You. I was like, why not just make a whole medical EP? <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> like, how cool? Oh, why God. not do I, it? it my, my mind is racing with all of the medical theme jokes I could make, but I'm not going to make any of them. No. But, oh, my God. <gasps> no kidding. Dude, Aaron, I bet you'd be fun to Dr. Gracie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Dr. Gracie Carol. (laughs) Just call me that. So um, I'll say this, too, um, because I'm posting it on TikTok a little bit right now. uh, At My next song, listen to this, guys. My next song is going to be called Vital Signs. Hell yeah. (laughs) Is this going to be a single or will this only be an album or EP exclusive? This one will be a single. Okay. But I think what I'm going to do is Heartburn and Symptoms of You are going to be on it for sure. I'm going to have this song come out. And then uh, I have a couple more that are going to be on the EP. But we'll see. I I might do a little surprise. You don't want to promise something and then decide. There's a couple other songs that... um, Could be really cool. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I'm pretty pumped about it. But it'll be fun. It'll That's be gonna fun. be awesome. So special project, something this year, something twenty twenty four, the year of our Lord, Lainey Wilson, <laughs> our Lord and Savior. <laughs> She's well, the best. Uh, we would love to have you back on. There's so many other things I want to ask yes. you about, but uh, since we're gonna close out this episode, the last thing I want to ask you is something that I ask on occasion, but uh, outside of the music industry, Nashville is a wonderful, beautiful, amazing, scary town. Mm-hmm. What? Would you recommend somebody who's either visiting and wants to do or somebody who lives here and might need something uh, new or cool to do? What do you like to do in your free time? What What is something that you enjoy about Nashville? Places you go, bars you drink at, venues you go to to just attend, restaurants you enjoy. Like or basically, there's, there's no right or wrong. It's just like I want to know what you recommend about Nashville. There is no right or wrong. It's You could do anything here and still have the best time I believe um but honestly my favorite thing to do and I haven't really done this in a while just because I'm a songwriter and performer and I this is my job I'll I'll do it I don't really do it as much because I do it is go to writer's rounds um I love going to writer's rounds Mm -hmm. and I still like to do it um, but like before I even moved here, that was a thing that I would just do all the time because I loved listening to the writers behind songs. I wanted to hear about how songs were made. And I think that was just because of the little like dreamer creative mind that I had and I wanted to do it myself. So mm-hmm. I was like learning from them. So that's why I don't do it as much anymore. But I still think it's like the best, most coolest Nashville thing that you can do because you can't do that anywhere else. No, it's here. It's super unique to hear. And I know a couple of places like a friend of mine named Greg lives in Los Angeles and he runs a show called Writers Around Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And it's a nonprofit organization that books one Writers Around a month and it's three people. And people are out in L.A. They're like, this is <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, 
Did you know you can go to Nashville and do this every day of the week? Every day. You can watch Riders Rounds from 6 to midnight literally every There's day. There's a Riders Round going on every minute, Let's every see. second. There's probably every one venue. happening right now as right we now. speak. <laughs> For sure. But I would say my final answer to your question is going to the listening room. That's a wonderful spot. And seeing a show there. It is it it is the pinnacle of writers around success. Is that the right word? Do you know what I mean? I would say that. But it's like it's designed for the writers round. Mm-hmm. And you don't go there talk and hang out and jam. You sit and you shut the heck up and listen. Everybody listens. And as a songwriter, that's like the Grand Ole Opry. It's the most the intimate thing that can happen. Because if you talk too loud in that room, someone's going to give you the stank eye. <laughs> You'll like, hear them. You can hear the whole conversation there. Yeah. And you can be like, <clears throat> shh, my turn to talk. <laughs> exactly. But yes, that is my favorite. And if you guys are ever in town to go see a show at the listening room, 100% recommend. You should totally do it. You should come see the Nashville Tour Stop Show at the Listening Room they on do. January the 25th featuring Brockwell Nason, Lake and Lindale. Brockwell Nason, I already said. I don't remember who else is playing <laughs> off the top of my head. Tony Salamone and Allison Leia. <laughs> it's hard to remember all of these things when it's just not in front of my face. And you schedule so many shows. But just in we've general. done four of those shows now and That's we've so sold cool. out four in a row. And we have our fifth one booked, and I told all the people I booked, I was like, I will not book you unless you commit to promoting the hell out of it, because I'm not letting you be the person who breaks my streak. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So every time I sell out a show, I get posters framed for all the performers, and I've actually got all of my framed sellouts on my wall in the uh, of my house here. And I love it. I have officially, humble brag, I've run out of room. Heck so, yeah. I need a bigger house now. No, you have some wall space. <laughs> I need some more wall space. But but you can, you can uh, do yes, like layers. The listening room is a wonderful spot to go watch music and watch music really intentionally rather than just have it on in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Gracie, thank you for coming on. Can you give us your plugs? Tell folks where they can find you online. I would love you. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. And every time we do National Tour Stop, like it's my favorite round ever here in Nashville. We'll do another so. Gracie Carroll takeover. The last oh, one was we a big have hit. to. We have to. I would <laughs> love that. <laughs> but you can find me at the Gracie Carroll on all social media platforms. Uh, Gracie Carroll on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, Carol is spelled like a first name. Super easy. I will have all of yeah. your links tagged in our episode bio so if you'd like to follow gracie right now which i highly encourage you to (laughs) you can just go to the episode link description and find her online just like that gracie any final words before we sign off for the evening thank you so much this has been such a blast (laughs) well ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us welcome back to the nashville tour stop podcast 2024 we are finally here. I'm delighted to get to start this again. I can't believe people still listen to this. <laughs> Grandma, Grandpa, love you to death. Let's Thank go. you for being here. <laughs> Y'all, we will be back next week with AV. more on the Nashville Wait, Tour no, Stop. Hold on. Podcast. Shout out to Amadio AV Solutions, Alex Amato, our engineer, taking care of our uh, audio and video needs right here on the podcast. 
Alex, you've been a tremendous supporter of the podcast and the Nashville Tour Stop for many years. I'm delighted to have you be more of a part of it now. But even though that is the end of this week's episode, please do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. Stop.